This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The best practices for getting into the right college and the smartest strategies to pay for it. Education Week on the New Business Hour. Sponsored by St. Xavier University. For the best in you. News Radio 105.9 WBBM. It's 12.03. Good afternoon. Friday, May 19th, 2023. And thanks for joining us today on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. Food and Drug Administration has given the green light to lab-grown meat. We'll get the latest in our next segment. But right now, it's part of Education Week. We're discussing investment strategies when saving for colleges and the potential downside of 529 plans. Let's get some insight from Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park, also the author of the book, The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get right to it. Uh, parents right now maybe budgeting for colleges, saving up. What, what, what's maybe a key piece of advice as, as we get into that, that period of time? I think before they jump in a car and start visiting all the colleges, they should figure out where in life their child is going to be fit to flourish. We help them really see that in our practice first, because it's not only the monetary cost, it's the emotional cost of going on the wrong campus in the wrong direction. That's first. Usually it's done the other way around. Secondly, you know, a lot of people are pushed information about 529 plans. You know, it's all the rage. 529 plans can really be a hindrance if you're a family that is in a middle income level or lower and you might qualify for some need-based financial aid. Having those 529 plans in place is just screaming, come get me, here I am. There are actually legal ways to shelter that money so that it doesn't show up in the need-based financial aid formulas. So, Chris, you know, curious, too, for, for you mentioned even some families that, that may be budgeting and making this happen is a bit of a struggle, which I'm sure is the case for, for many families. Uh, what are some of, of the other outlets they have also to, to ensure that down the road they and their children are not saddled with student loan debt? I mean, what are some of the ways that, that, that those who are, who are maybe looking at this as a big financial challenge, other ways that they can they can make this happen for their children? First, they need to really get present to their current financial situation. I would say 98% of the people I work with are leaking money somewhere. And if you have a hole in your bucket, identify where the holes are, plug the holes. And even if you're putting in a trickle in that bucket, it'll make a huge difference. So, yes, I'm a big advocate for financial planning so you can see what you can do to make a difference. Because saving, saving, saving is really important. Chris, one last question for you. Anything that that parents and planners should be aware of that may sneak up on them and surprise them? Anything that maybe has changed, especially this year compared to the past or or just maybe normal things that that can sometimes catch uh, catch people off guard here as they get into this this college saving uh, process? 
Well, since you led with the 529 question, I mean, those things can really be fraught with disaster. You know, last year, look at the bond market. That went down 15 to 30 percent, depending upon what flavor of bond you were in, along with the downtrend in stocks. So, you know, if you're leading into college, you better really check the investment strategy inside that 529 plan so that when you're getting ready to launch, you don't lose a lot of money. Be very careful how you're invested. Great stuff. Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park and also the author of The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Coming up, growers of cultivated meat are looking toward the next step. College admissions, college costs, and more. This is Education Week on the Noon Business Hour. News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Education Week is sponsored by St. Xavier University for the best in you. As demand for plant-based meat slows, advocates for cultivated meat grown directly from animal cells are seeing an opportunity. Let's discuss what's ahead with Andrew Bush, former Chief Markets Intelligence Officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economic futurist at andrewbush.com here in Chicago. Andy, thanks for being with us. Let's start. For, for those of us who, who have never heard of, of cultivated meat, what, what is important here that, that people should know and, and what exactly is it? Well, the first thing you should know is that it, it's not a plant-based meat. So it's different from impossible meats, you know, and that product this is actually a, a lab-grown product that they've actually taken cells from cows or steers or chickens, and they've developed them in a big vat, and they've created basically a protein product that mirrors or has the same properties of what you would buy at the grocery store right now. So that's the major difference when we're looking at lab-grown meat uh, versus uh, plant-based meat. And so the question then becomes, I mean, is this, does this have staying power or, or could this potentially be the next kind of food fad? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And the biggest problem that they have right now, um, well, it's regulatory. So they did get regulatory approval saying that this was uh, safe to consume by U.S. consumers, which is a good step. Their biggest problem is scaling this thing um, because it's very expensive right now to create these small batches. They really need to get industrial size scale of their labs to produce this meat so that they can reduce down the cost of it to consumers. Right now, if their price is double what a you know regular steak costs, there's no one who's going to buy this product. I mean, there may be some people that buy it on ethical grounds that they don't want um, any animals injured or killed. I, I mean, I completely understand that if that's their stance. But from a price standpoint, if you're really trying to hit that big demographic of the middle income in the United States, it's got to be price competitive. Or otherwise, people won't buy it. Well, it's interesting, Andy, and that kind of brings me to, to another question here. I mean, just just in your opinion, I mean, you mentioned the price, and obviously there, there's the ethics there, e even the taste. I mean, you know, I, I know that a lot of these kind of impossible foods have, have evolved taste-wise, but but where you sit, I mean, do you think the public will, will dig into this, or 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 what will it take for for the the cultivated meat industry to really pitch this to people to get them in, to get them involved? You mean, will they take a bite of it? Is that what you're asking me, Andy? <laughs> will, 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 yes. Will they take a bite of this? Will, will, will this be on the menu uh, for a lot of people? Or, 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 you know, what will it take for that to happen? Yeah, it's going to start off as a specialty item, I would say, in a lot of high-end restaurants. Uh, it'll be curious to see how they do with this. Um, the other factor I would say that, that 
you know, you can add into people who are ethically opposed to uh, animals uh, being killed for food is the people that are trying to do something for climate change uh, of of the greenhouse gas emissions worldwide. Um, agriculture and cattle produce about 14 and a half percent of those. So that's another aspect to this that would increase demand for them because supposedly it doesn't have the same, uh, you know, climate footprint that raising regular cattle do. But I, I would say this, it, 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 it'll be a curiosity until they can get the price down. Um, I, I haven't tasted it yet, so I can't say, but it'd be fun to see a side-by-side -side comparison, kind of like maybe what they did with Pepsi and Coke way back when, um, to see which one tastes better or if you can't tell the difference between the two. Um, that's where you'll start to make some impact on people. But if they, you know, Andy, if they came out with a price that was below where regular steak is, they would have a bigger, much bigger audience and a much larger opportunity for growth. It's making me hungry, I'll tell you that. Andy Bush, former Chief Markets Intelligence Officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and Economic Futurist at AndrewBush.com. Thanks for being with us, Andy. Up next in Education Week, a classic Midwest college experience. It's Education Week on the Noon Business Hour, where college admissions and affordability collide on News Radio 1059 WBBM. And Education Week is sponsored by St. Xavier University for the best in you. Well, it is Education Week here on the Noon Business Hour, and in this segment, Spotlight falls on a legendary Midwest school. We welcome Mickey Kidder, Vice President for Undergraduate Enrollment with the University of Notre Dame. Mickey, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, let me ask you, what, what is this time of year and this process like for you and the University of Notre Dame? Take, take us through kind of what this is like. Well, thanks for the opportunity to uh, spend a few minutes with you here today. We've actually just completed the enrollment of our class of 2027. And so this weekend, we will celebrate the seniors who are graduating this May and, uh, and celebrate then the incoming class that will join us in the fall. Uh, as we head through the summer, it moves to really speaking with the current juniors in high school to understand their interests, their passions, and start to cultivate that next class as we look to the next enrollment cycle next fall. So, Mickey, tell me, what, what is the pitch uh, from the University of Notre Dame? Not, not sure that one really has to be made, especially here in the Midwest, but what are some of the points that, that you and the school like to hit on when you're trying to entice students to enroll? Absolutely. Well, we are very blessed. We feel very grateful to have what we believe is the intersection of three really important things for our Notre Dame students. One is, of course, academics. Second is uh, community and faith and how those intersect. And the third is an incredible strong uh, school spirit that certainly can emerge from things like a strong athletics program, but also service to others, a great alumni network, and the intersection of all those that we help, that we believe helps us form leaders of character to go out and be tremendous forces for good in the world. Well, Mickey, I'm, I'm curious, you, you mentioned that alumni network, and I would think that is a huge drawing factor for, for students. I mean, how, how critical can that be when you have Fighting Irish grads who then have a network and can reach out to others, whether that's personally, professionally, in the workplace, to maybe help and, and, and get an interview with a job. How critical is, is that alumni network for, for the school? It's incredibly important, and we are so grateful to our uh, strong, very strong alumni network, along with the parents and friends who comprise the broader Notre Dame family. And uh, especially there for your listeners in the Chicagoland area, it is one of the strongest networks across the nerding family. And as you can imagine, those alumni, those parents, those friends, 
They help as students are navigating their time on campus at Notre Dame through mentorship, uh, through advising, but also through placement in internships and full-time placement. And then that carries throughout after graduation. There's a strong alumni network and those parents and friends who help build community after our students graduate from the university and continue that with continued networking, uh, job placement, et cetera, really through the duration of one's life. And one last quick question for you here, Mickey. If I'm a student and I really want to get into the University of Notre Dame, what is one piece of advice that you would give as the application process and, and interviewing and things like that happen? What would you tell those who are dying to, to, to get to the University of Notre Dame? Sure. I would say be your authentic self. Uh, keep up the rigor in the classroom. It is undoubtedly one of the most important. Uh, but show us in that application and in those materials how you are an other-centered, mission-focused, uh, intellectually curious person by being a leader amongst your peers and uh, wanting to then pursue to continue to be a leader of character for the rest of your life. Great, helpful stuff. Thank you so much. Mickey Kidder, Vice President for Undergraduate Enrollment with the University of Notre Dame. Still ahead, Entrepreneur Friday, a business that is custom-made for family fun. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A new survey looks at people's level of worry about a possible government default. Leaders at the G7 summit announced new sanctions against Russia. It is Entrepreneur Friday. This afternoon, we feature a business that is all about family fun. And there's legislative interest in Washington to require AM radios in cars. On Wall Street at this hour, it has been a down day. The Dow is down 80 points, NASDAQ dropping 22, the S&P 500 falling about four points. A cloudy, breezy, perhaps rainy afternoon, the high 72 degrees. Right now, cloudy and 70 in Chicago at 1230. A new poll tracks Americans' concerns about the impact of a government debt default. Six in ten Americans say they want any increase in the debt limit to be coupled with an agreement to reduce the federal budget deficit. About two-thirds say they're highly concerned about the impact on the national economy if the U.S. debt limit is not increased. That's according to a new poll from the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. With the U.S. looking at a default deadline the Treasury Department says could come as soon as June 1st, only about a quarter of those surveyed say they approve of how President Biden or Congress congressional representatives from either side of the aisle are handling the negotiations. 23% of Republicans, but just 7% of Democrats, say the national debt limit should not be increased under any circumstances. I'm Jennifer King. Well, the G7 summit continues in Japan as global leaders announce more sanctions against Russia as it continues its invasion of Ukraine. Reporter Gavin Blair with more from Tokyo. The G7 leaders on Friday issued a joint statement promising to starve the Russian war machine. Through tougher sanctions, closing loopholes, cutting off supplies of raw materials to Russia and further cutting off of Russia's access to the global financial system. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is expected to address the summit on Sunday. 
Education Week on the Noon Business Hour, sponsored by St. Xavier University for the best in you. News Radio 1059 WBBM. Well, the markets are lower. We're joined now by Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager of Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Ken, thanks for being with us. Let's start. The uh, GOP negotiators have halted debt ceiling discussions today. And that, of course, is stoking fears a deal will not be reached soon. Your thoughts on that ongoing process here? Well, you're exactly right, Andy. And and coming into this, I think the narrative was much more positive. So this is a little bit of a surprise for the markets. Um, Obviously, everyone hopes that cooler heads prevail. But to the degree that we're getting closer and closer to June 1st, having the GOP walk out in negotiations is not positive for investors. Let me ask you, too, I, you know, we're hearing a lot but besides the, the debt ceiling talks. There is also the ongoing talks about a, a potential recession. Uh, as you sit and watch what's happening here day by day, where do you stand on, on if that is where we're heading here? Well, if you look at the yield curve, which looks at um, interest rates generally for Treasury bonds and bills, it is inverted, which means that uh, short maturities have a higher interest rate than longer maturities. That historically has been a key indicator for a recession. So to the degree that we continue to have an inverted yield curve and the Fed continues to talk about the need to snuff out inflation, which means that interest rates likely will stay high, I think the odds of a recession just continue to increase. Well, Ken, you mentioned the Fed and a lot of eyes on the Fed. What are your thoughts on rate hikes and if we may, may be done or, or, or could see some more here coming up? Well, that's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a $64,000 question, but a couple of Fed presidents today spoke and spoke rather hawkishly. Um, I think consensus is for a pause in the next meeting, but I think that the flip side is that investors are becoming less and less um, thinking that the Fed will ease anytime soon, so perhaps higher for longer. And again, as as long as the Fed continues to focus on trying to rein in inflation, I think investors are going to expect interest rates will remain relatively high. Let's turn to the uh, the individual investor here, here Ken. Uh, for those you know heading into the weekend uh, and perhaps are looking around, what's your advice to maybe in the individual investor and and perhaps any, any areas of the market that you're looking at now and, and that are perhaps undervalued in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, depending on risk tolerance, the financials certainly have taken a big hit, and especially with banks. And obviously, uh, there has been bad news there with Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic and others. But if you are a, a deep value, value investor, you might want to look there. And on the flip side, where uh, valuations are relatively expensive is the, the fangs of old, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, uh, Google, Microsoft, uh, etc. Those companies have been leading the market certainly this year and, and have been in the last handful of years. But the narrowness of the market, so the concentration of, of the winners is becoming more and more extreme. So that might be an area where the ice might be getting a little bit thinner. Great, helpful stuff. Thank you so much. Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager of Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Up next, it is Entrepreneur Friday. We'll take a look at a family business built on family fun. 
college admissions, college costs, and more. This is Education Week on the Noon Business Hour. News Radio 105.9 WBBM. It is Entrepreneur Friday here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour, and Memorial Day is just around the corner. People are ready for outdoor living. Let's talk pools, hot tubs, and all kinds of fun products with Barry Pohl, founder and owner of The Great Escape. Barry, thanks so much for being with us here on the Noon Business Hour. Uh, it is Entrepreneur Friday, so let's start. To tell us a little bit about the story of The Great Escape and, and how it came to be what it is today. Well, Andy, uh, we're in business 53 years right now. It's some of it is a crazy story how I got started. Um, it happened in 1970. It was Northwestern. It was a terrible time. It just kind of stayed happened. We were let out of school, and I had nothing to do. And my dad offered me. I said, he said, what do you want to do? I said, above ground pools. I was exposed to them by my mother-in-law um, at the time, my, mother, my girlfriend's mother at the time. And uh, I got to see what a pool is all about. We call it a staycation because that's all we did. We were in this pool all summer. And that got me into the business, and it's 53 years later that we're still doing this and creating great values for everybody in the Chicagoland, Cleveland, where all our stores are. What a start. What a start. So, Barry, you know, you've been in business for a long time, and obviously business has changed. Uh, a lot of business, I know, is done in the brick-and-mortar stores, and there are a lot of locations uh, around the area. But but how has it changed? Obviously, there there's so much in online sales, and, and obviously what you're selling, a lot of that is, is kind of hard to buy online. But what have you seen change as far as business over the years, some of the big things, and, and how have you and your team adapted to some of those changes? Well, a lot of change has happened as products have been shifted more and more overseas. And what makes us unique, we're buying directly from the manufacturers, no middlemen. So we're always giving a great value. And we give a great product at a great price at all times. What about the shift to online sales? I mean, how, how much how much has that uh, kind of shifted what The Great Escape does as, as much as can be sold online that, that, that you're selling? Yeah, it's very difficult with the type of products we sell. They're very large. It's very difficult to handle. And there's so much technology. and information that has to be given to the consumer. So most of our customers are coming to the stores. We do sell quite a bit online with accessories and items that are needed for the pool, chemicals, and so forth. And Barry, and you still our business is in this, most of our business at the retail level. And Barry, you mentioned kind of the direct sourcing. Uh, what kind of advantage does that give you and The Great Escape when you're able to, to have that direct source? And, and, and how, how, how does that kind of help business as well? Well, it definitely gives us an advantage in pricing, so we can extend to our customers the best possible price and it gives the best values to everybody because we are limiting all eliminating all the middlemen. And Barry, you know, we, we talked about, you know, obviously you, you know, the, 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 the pool and kind of the start uh, of the business for you, just kind of being in and around the pool. And it is about that time of year. We are starting to warm up. What is this time of year like for you and the great escape team as, as the weather heats up and I'm sure the, the demand uh, heats up as well. Well, the demands hopefully will be even greater this weekend as the weather gets nicer and it's going to be long lines and I'm sure it'll be very, very busy, or at least we're hoping it is. And I'm hoping we were able to get as many customers through the doors as they want to get their pools opened at this time. And all the other items that we sell for the backyard and patio furniture and hot tubs and so forth and so on. And Barry, one last question for you. Your advice to, to entrepreneurs, potential uh, you know, business owners or, or people that were in that same spot that you were uh, in the years back, what, what's your big piece of advice for those who are looking to kind of maybe get into the industry? Well, definitely have a plan when you're going into business and try to find out what makes you unique and what you can do that can make you different than the competition. 
And um, if you're able to do that and stick to a plan, you should be successful. Great stuff. Barry Pohl, founder and owner of The Great Escape. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Noon Business Hour. Still to come, lawmakers want to require vehicles to have AM radios. Education Week on the Noon Business Hour, where college admissions and affordability collide on News Radio 1059 WBBM. A bipartisan group of American lawmakers has introduced legislation to bar automakers from eliminating AM radios in their new vehicles. Let's get the latest now from Jeff Gilbert, CBS's auto reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, thank you for being with us here on the Noon Business Hour. Uh, let's dive into the issue. Why why the push maybe from some automakers to eliminate these AM radios and, and why the push from lawmakers to try to stop them? Yeah, I mean, th- this really became an issue when Ford decided to cut wherever it could so it could make money on EVs. And one of the areas it cut was the shielding that allows them to do AM radio and electric vehicles. Now, some other car makers, GM, Hyundai, and Toyota, still have AM and EVs. They haven't said anything about taking it out. And a number of the European brands have never had AM in their EVs. But obviously, that has a lot of us in the AM business a little bit con- concerned. Oh, absolutely. And Jeff, you know, the future of, of what, what what could, you know, the industry look like or, or the, the car industry as well? I mean, if this were to go through where now you have vehicles with no AM radios, what, what does that mean for the auto industry? And and I suppose what it means for, for the, 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 just the world in general? Yeah, I mean, the, the car makers, Ford in particular, says we have apps like our Odyssey app where you can stream a radio station from anywhere. But But some of the emergency people say, you know, the first thing that you lose in a disaster is cell phone service because, you know, you've got an abundance of towers where you just have one or just a couple of towers for AM radio. They, they also point out, and, and those of us in our business point out, for example, your own station, WBBM, you have an AM and an FM, but the AM carries so much further. I mean, I, I live in the Detroit area, drive to Lansing, Michigan all the time, and I actually listen to you all the time on that drive. That's how powerful that signal is. Absolutely. And and another part of this, you touched on it there a bit, but but you know, how often we hear the the emergency updates, whether it's a weather issue or or, or some kind of even just a test, uh, what what could the future of that look like as far as as transmitting maybe urgent information to people that are in their cars if the AM radios are eliminated? Yeah, again, uh, cell phone service has has done a lot for bringing out emergency alerts. We all get them with amber alerts, weather alerts, and things of that nature. But again, as mentioned, that service is a bit fragile. And, you know, the old emergency broadcast system, now the emergency uh, alert network, all of that really, you know, the, the primary stations for that are AM stations because they have a big signal. So, you know, th- this is an interesting issue that, that's going to have to be worked out. And Jeff, one last question for you is just the latest on what you're hearing. What could happen next as this tug of war kind of continues? What, what, what can people maybe expect to, to see as far as the next development here? Well, if, if Ford continues to go through with this, then other car makers that have AM would be at a competitive disadvantage. And, and they're going to have to ask themselves, do I want to cut that cost? Or is it important to me to give customers a service that many customers may actually want? So a lot of car makers right now, like GM and like Toyota, are taking a hard look at this, I'm sure. That's very interesting and somewhat unsettling stuff for sure. Uh, Jeff Gilbert, CBS Auto Reporter, thanks so much for being with us here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.